Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are drenching ourselves in Disney's The Little Mermaid, one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. Today, we are joined again by Cassandra and Norman from Lord of the Rings Minute. Hello. Hello. Oh, God, Cass- you said that, like, identically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no. you spent a lot of time. It's like you spent a lot of time around each other. Yeah, too much, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. And, and Andrew and I have noticed that we oh, do... We, we, we do we, that all the yes, time. Yes, we do that all all the time. There was. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell the story. There, a couple of weeks ago, we were driving past... Um, uh, there's like a small farm. home nearby. Mm-hmm. Our Nearby our home, there's like a small... It's not a farm, but it's like a home that has a larger yard and they have some sheep. And as we're driving past it, Kester just kind of like pointed at him and said, sheep. And then we both waited a second. And then both of us at the exact same time said, bah. <laughs> I should have done it right here. And so. What else would you do? Yeah. It's like, so, um, sheep. Bah. <laughs> and just driving in our car. Not like, like, it's not like we had really been having a conversation. She's just like, oh, sheep. That's and then we both made sheep sounds. That's horrible. Oh, my God. So, sometimes when we, like, instead of saying I love you or, or <laughs> we'll something, just say we'll just bah. say bah to each other. It's a, it's a signal. <laughs> All right. Um, I was going to say, Cassandra, you're not only from Lord of the Rings Minute. You also do a Doctor Who podcast on Dueling Genre. Yeah. And I um, technically write and co-executive produce uh, Geek by Night, which is also an audio drama on Dueling Genre, which you should all listen to because it's about superheroes and Disney owns Marvel now. So it, <laughs> it's related. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, an award winning audio drama podcast, right? Yeah. Yes. So don't be afraid to bring that up. <laughs> All right. Bad co-executive producer. <laughs> I, I try. I try to say it as often as possible when I mention Geek by Award winning. Today we are discussing minute forty three, which begins with Ursula telling Ariel that the kiss has to be the kiss of true love, and it ends with Ursula saying, "What I want," and then she continues. But that's that's next minute. Minute forty three of The Little Mermaid features Ursula ter- telling Ariel that if Eric doesn't kiss her by the end of three days, Ariel belongs to her, meaning Ursula. Sebastian and Flounder are tied up by Flotsam and Jetsam when they try to say something, and Ariel realizes what it would mean to be human forever, and Ursula tells Ariel that it will cost something. Hmm. What will it cost her? I know, but that's well, that's a secret. Not really. It's not a secret. It's going to cost you know, her voice. If you know Ariel and Little Mermaid, Ariel loses her voice. Yes. So, yes. Anyways. I've never seen this move. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why are you here? Right? Because you asked me to be. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Um, I recorded recently for... Um, Dawn of Justice minute, the the DC Cinematic Minute guys. I have not seen Dawn of Justice. So when I recorded, it was just the five minutes that they... Oh, interesting. They just said, like, watch these five minutes. Okay. And I watched just those five minutes. And then he watched the film. Yes. I, 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 I got a copy and, and have watched it since, or most of it. I've, 
I had to keep stopping. I don't have a lot of time to put like three hours into watching a film when I'm at home. Plus also, I, I, I don't really give him that time. Well, I <laughs> like we're doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> three hour chunks are hard to come by. And usually when and we it's have it's going to be even harder when we have a baby. Yes. Usually when we have a three hour chunk, it's for recording these episodes. Right. I okay. still haven't seen that myself. Me neither. Um, <laughs> all right. I have a note that it, there's, there's part of it that we can all just enjoy. And then part of it that I know Norman will appreciate. And it's about the silhouette that we get um, as, as Ursula's kind of using illusions to tell the story instead of, or to show the story instead of just tell. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know, you like, you got to be human. And they reminded me a lot of uh, something Hades does in Hercules. Because yes. he uses silhouettes for a story. And I'm like, right. that's like, it's really similar. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mentioned that... The, the, the running way, is a little the funny. The running is a little funny because our Ariel's arms are like flopping behind her. So oh, interesting. No. And so I realized... Ursula just doesn't and, know how people run. No, it's Norman. It's because Ursula was depicting... <laughs> I know this. I years know. early, Naruto running. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's a Naruto run. And for listeners who don't know, Naruto is a manga series and anime from Japan. And the characters in Naruto are ninjas. And when they run, they just have their arms going out behind them. They don't use them to pump for running like one does when running. They just let their arms flop out behind them. <laughs> I believe that somewhere actually did a study about whether or not that affects efficiency in speed while running. Oh, oh I certainly it, hope someone does. And it doesn't. It, it doesn't affect the efficiency? Like, it doesn't yeah. decrease the efficiency? Yeah, or... I, I, I remember reading that there was, like, a study that it doesn't decrease the efficiency of your ability to run. It depends run on like how much... But it probably like, depends on what... your biology and, like, how good of a runner you are already. Yeah, it, like, I'm sure it de- depends on a lot of the physiology, but also, like, because I was a runner, I did cross-country running. Um, and, like, nobody doing cross-country running has their arms flopping out behind them, as Naruto <laughs> or as Ariel's illusion magic depicts. Um, but, when like, there's different types of running. So, for sprinting, I could imagine that it might not actually decrease uh, someone's efficiency that much to have their arms not pumping. But, for long distance, like, you have times where you really have to kind of, like, trade the effort um, that your body's physiologically performing between your legs and your arms. So, when you're running uphill, for example in cross-country running, uh, they emphasize how much you need to pump your arms to help get your momentum the right way. Um, so for, like, running on a hill, it is going to make a difference because you need the swinging momentum uh, to kind of, like, work as a pendulum to help force you up. Hmm. Yeah, I never noticed that she just runs with her... That silhouette just runs I, with her I did not flopping. notice it at all until Kestra, Kestra said it, and I was like, what? Oh, that does look dumb, but... I know Norman's going to get this joke, so I'm glad he's our guest. But yeah, I, I just, I, I'm just going to write that off as Ursula having no idea how humans move. Well, she's almost like, um, like prancing around. Like her legs are also very exaggerated, and I think that's kind of the point. Because like Ariel has arms now, but yes. the whole but she's point never is run. like, right, right. The whole point is like, oh, look at the legs, and yeah. I think that's, I. Oh, yeah. Well, no, maybe it's just like, you know, when they run, well, when we swim really fast, our arms just go behind, go behind us. Yeah. So when they run, unless, their arms must just go behind using, them. I guess, yeah, because I guess the mermaids aren't really using their arms for their swimming much. No, not much. Even though we see I, Ariel doing that at the beginning, when she saves Eric, she's paddling with one arm. 
Yeah. I don't know. But, like, I, I honestly never thought about it until Kestra mentioned it. Uh, Disney Princess is Naruto running. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Excellent. Where's uh, where's that animation? After after Ariel, or after the silhouette version of Ariel turns into a mermaid, and then Ursula says, you belong to me, and the illusion disappears, and the cl- uh-huh. cauldron closes up. I found it very interesting that she didn't show Ariel turning into a sea slug. Well, because that's that's not how you sell a product. <laughs> I know. Is but that she's... like would Ursula have turned her into a sea slug, or would she have been a servant? I don't. Maybe know. she doesn't intend to turn Ariel into a into a, a little soul slug because she's just going to use her as ransom against Triton anyway. That's true. That's that's a good point, and I think that's probably most accurate. But at the end, she starts to. Like, she starts to become a, a soul Wait. slug. No, because... Does she? Yeah. Yes. Ariel turns into a soul slug? She like, doesn't turn into one, but she's starting to. Really? Yeah, she's starting to. I don't remember this we'll at see. all. Well, you'll, you'll see it. Like, I've seen this movie a few times now. <laughs> I feel like she, I should remember gets, this. She gets all, like, shriveled up and and gross, and then Triton's like, okay, fine. And, but yeah. Triton's also right. I, yeah. I distinctly thought... Ursula's like, look what I'm gonna do to your daughter. I specifically thought, and I was actually about to, like, say, it's like, wait, like, why are we discussing this? We actually see, like, Ursula's plan works. Like, we see exactly what she has planned, because that's what happens in the movie until right. she dies. Um, Ursula dies? And... Oh no! Because <laughs> like, because like, spoiler alert: Ariel doesn't get the kiss within within three days, and she turns back into a mermaid. And then Ursula uses that to get King Triton turned into a soul slug. So, but now I don't remember Ariel being turned into one at all. So, well, she doesn't turn into was, one. But there's the like spell thing is starting to go. That, that's yeah, and she turns it like shriveled and stuff. And then King Triton signs the contract, and then the the spell thing moves to King Triton, and he turns into a soul slug. Huh. Yeah. All right. It's very brief. It's it's like not even. We'll, we'll get to that in yeah. like five, six, seven. In some eight in some weeks, weeks. <laughs> whenever that is. I mean, it's it shouldn't be more than eight because we're on week nine out of seventeen. <laughs> true, true. So somewhere in there, uh, I did want to mention with Ariel. So she she talks about how a- Ariel says that if she's human again, she'll never be with her father or sisters again. Mm-hmm. One, she doesn't seem like she has a very strong relationship with her sisters. At all. I don't know about that. But I might... I don't know. Two. Like, the fact that she's saying it seems to indicate to me that she has a fine relationship with her sisters. But two, she is in a big fight with her father right now. Yeah, like, her goal is to get away from dad. Yeah. Yeah. So why would she, like, say this? And then... Because she actually does care about her family? But then I found out that in the storyboard version of... Under the, of under the sea. Not under the sea. No, not under the sea. Poor unfortunate souls. There was a change that happened after, uh, where originally there was supposed to be a whole other lyric of Ursula convincing Ariel that it was the right thing to join, to be with Eric, um, despite leaving her family. 
What? How did she convince her? I don't know. It didn't oh. say it, how. It, it, I didn't find like the original lyrics. I just okay. saw this thing, and I was like, I don't understand because it doesn't like fit. This line doesn't says it doesn't fit for me. But if they kept the original song, mm-hmm. it would have worked better. Hmm. Well, I think I'm- it it also like gives her, um, like I don't know, like more depth because. It, you know, like if right, because she's not just simply throwing a teenage tantrum, right? Because there's there's a difference between like being in a fight with your parent and like never seeing them again. Like, yeah, we were all teenagers. Like, we got mad at our parents, but like that doesn't mean that I never wanted to see them like ever, ever again. Or you know, like the trope of like a kid that gets really mad and they're gonna run away and they get like three steps out of the house and right. they're just like, oh no, I can't do this. Right. <laughs> I saw I saw a picture on Facebook recently and it was a little girl who is not excited to have a new baby brother. And Aww. so when the baby brother <laughs> came home from the hospital, she was so upset that she like grabbed her blanket and her doll and all her stuff and went to the door. All her stuff. Yeah, which was like which was like three other things in a backpack <laughs> and went to the door to to move out. That's <laughs> cuz she was so, so upset that her baby brother was here. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I'm not sure that that it, she really has much of a relationship with her sisters because they're all older than she is, and there's only like the one scene with them in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like I do feel like the I don't feel the like fact she- that she mentions it. I think is an in, is the indication that they can give like like with this is crunch time. We don't have a lot of footage to put in right. with her with her sisters, so the only thing we can do is add a line here where she says. That my sisters matter to me, basically. Yeah, I mean, um, she, even if they haven't shown it, so maybe it's bad storytelling. But I, I don't feel like I doubt her relationship with her family. I don't feel like she's constantly disassociated from her family to the point where it's like it's easy to just move away. Right. Right. And then Ursula's okay. like, "Well, what's your family compared to a man?" <laughs> <laughs> Which, in sixteen-year-old yeah. girl logic, totally checks out. <laughs> <laughs> True. I was going to mention Ursula, and. When she's kind of sprawled across the rock and, and the cauldron, the cauldron and and but and it's she, closed up. Yes, and she's also like saying all these things, like sometimes life's full of tough choices in it and all in that. It. The- she like she just like cuts into the isn't it in it? Mm-hmm. I, like I don't know what she's doing with that. But the animation I noticed way before I did any research. So I was proud of myself. Was that she resembles Madame Medusa from Rescuers in some of those oh. moments? Like her face looks With very like the, similar. The strong blue and, yeah, eyeshadow. Yeah. Like and 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 her face like looks very similar and stuff. And then I researched more about about Little Mermaid and about Ursula, and they said wherever i saw this that so, that they t- that the animators took some of the personality and appearance of madame medusa and put it in to ursula and i was really proud of myself for noticing that cuz you spotted it yes that's awesome so so madame medusa and then the drag queen divine were the main inspirations main inspirations and i have a note about divine okay 
So there. I feel like we probably haven't heard enough about Divine, considering how important she is to Ursula's character. I don't know if I should say she or he. Actually, um, I'm going to catch myself on that. When you're speaking, I believe when you're speaking about the persona, it's she, and then when you're speaking about um, what what was his name? Like uh, Harris, I think was his real first name. Okay, yeah. But uh, I so, can't remember the full so name. when we speak of Divine as the performative character yeah. we say she yeah i believe so but but if you're talking about the performer it would be he i believe so i okay. think that's correct um priscilla I'm, I'm, queen of the desert leads me to believe that's true yeah, i'm not like the foremost like drag queen expert by any stretch of the imagination but okay. i believe i, that's I just correct. i just wanted to like catch myself and and be sensitive to the fact that i i don't know a lot about what yeah. culturally is the correct terminology for that? Honestly, if anyone's listening and they know more about drag queens, like I would love to learn more about like the proper pronouns. Yeah, <laughs> like the proper address. My, Although my I do know that was a drag when, queen when, went by she when he was performing and he in his normal life. Yeah. So I would assume. Yeah, that I that's, just don't know that's if good. that's like okay. Him or um, yeah. I I also know like linguistically, uh, a singular neutral they is now being adopted. Yes. Um, for when that's necessary. So if in doubt, you can always use a they. Yes. But Divine, she is, for those who don't know, is this big, campy, overweight diva drag queen. And that's where they got a lot of inspiration for Ursula from. This would have been in the 80s. Yes. So, so like, pre-RuPaul's drag race drag queen. Yeah. Yes. And... There's a couple of moments, um, moments, I, I don't, times in Divine's career mm-hmm. where she has a mohawk that sometimes, oh. that I think sometimes is pink, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's a mohawk. And is that how they, like, got Ursula's hair? And yes, but they also had, like, really big mohawk originally, like, a full-on mohawk. That's right. awesome. And then uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg said, guys, down. He, he, I don't think he... Um, it was either Ron or John on the audio commentary, and they were saying that they didn't think that Jeffrey knew... Who that, Divine was? That they, were, that they were interpreting Divine or being inspired by Divine. But he said, guys, it's 10% too much. You need to turn it down <laughs> just a little bit. I... I have written down for for this minute. I think Ursula's hair is fantastic. I love that it's like all white, except it's still gray at the temples. So she has these streaks of gray in her white hair. I love how sassy she is in this whole minute. Like this <laughs> yeah. whole this whole performance is just like oozing sass. But like there's no there's no uh, singing in this one. So it's just all in how she speaks and how like. Like we said, like the in it or like when she. Um, that reminds me of the way that people like the way she says in it reminds me of the way that like people talk to pets mm-hmm. or people really far or, like, bo- or children. children. Yeah, like yeah. people way below them. Because she's being very patronizing. Oh, yeah. And I love how gracefully Ursula moves through this whole minute. Mm-hmm. Like, Is this it, the one where she like flares her, her tentacles and rolls yeah. over the yeah, cauldron? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then she just, swims over upside down over Ariel. And I think the fact that she can move so gracefully adds to how threatening she is, because you look at the the form that she has, and you wouldn't expect her to be able to move so quickly or so lithely around this space. 
Yeah. So like a, a, a term that comes to mind for Ursula, it is like corpulent. It's kind of like a gross yeah. body term. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, she's, she's octopus like and octopi are like big and like floppy and, and like flabby and gross, but also at the same time, you know, they're super powerful and lithe and, and can be like so fast and graceful and threatening. I wonder if she can camouflage just the octopus part of her body. (laughs) (laughs) She just chooses. So not her purple skin and her white hair and her like makeup. (laughs) Yeah. But she can like change her dress at will. I feel like, we would have seen that, but now I really hope we see that in the live action one. <laughs> like, the dress is, like, based on her mood, she's just, like, changing her dress, yeah. or she's looking in the mirror and, like, trying different looks of the, the like, dress portion. Right, because if you're, like, part octopus, she- wouldn't that be, like, a big benefit? Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Probably. And then she would try and do it as Vanessa, the, the human, and it doesn't work. <laughs> and she's like, oh. She's, like, looking in the mirror and it's like, this dress isn't the right color. And she just, like, tilts her head. It's like, oh. I actually have to, like, change my dress. <laughs> Darn. That's, that's a funny beat. I like that one. <laughs> so, Ariel should definitely... Like, she heard Sebastian and Flounder try to talk. And then Flotsam and Jetsam tie them up. She should be so suspicious of that. Right? Like, I, mean, like, I would have so never followed super- these... I never would have followed these eels in the first place. I'd have been like, "No, forget you. Get get out of Stranger get out of here." Danger. Well, that was her original. <laughs> like she was going to. She's like, "No, leave me alone. I'm moping." And then they kick over Eric's face from his statue, and ah, but so like now they have tied up her friends, like literally tied up her her two best friends, basically. And she's not like, "Wait a second, I don't think you're a good person." She she does shrink away from some of Ursula's tentacles sometimes, and she's just but, like, "This but is she doesn't scary." Like, leave. But she doesn't, she doesn't do say anything. No. Right? I would have been like, um, "I'm out of here. Bye. You are evil. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth it. It's I not worth s- it." She like violently shushes Ariel too in this minute. Mm-hmm. There's the yeah. the the per- the perspective shot where her tentacle just like slaps back over Ariel's mouth when she's about to speak, and it's just. Yeah. Such a way that it's just like, oh, she could have just, like, wrapped that around Ariel's well, neck. I mean, like, it's also, like, symbolic of what's about to happen in, like, yeah. the next couple minutes, too. Like, and she's, she's about too. to be silenced. Right, yeah. Her plan, like all villainous plans. <laughs> Foolproof. Full, she <laughs> she could have just, you know, kidnapped Ariel when she's here in her home. But that's surrounded not by all like, of her stuff. That's not fun. Like, this, this is so much more her M.O. Yeah. That's true. But, like, yeah, could she have just cast a spell that turned Ariel into a soul slug right now? I don't think she can do that. I think I that think the nature like, of the, the soul magic, magic it's, yeah. it's all about the deals, deals. Which, like, going back to the little, like, saint thing in the song before, and then, like, this whole thing with deals is just, like, Ursula is Satan in yeah. this movie. It's, like, it's just straight out. Yeah. The devil. Yeah, it's, it's like, they're using, like, definite, like, make a deal with the devil kind of stuff. Like, this is a Faustian bargain. Yes. And yeah. uh, earlier, Kester said, like, the invitation and the seduction. It's just, she's just a temptress. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't mm-hmm. know that this, like, half-octopus being was, like, a different version of a succubus from, like, Greek or Roman mythology or whatever. And just hearing that, I'm just like, oh, I get it. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know like, that, now it makes all of, like, this, this temptation 
and everything makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just like all the little things they did with like that saint line in the song and everything just like leads into it really well. It's a really it's really well put together for this like Satan imagery. This like the devil went down to Georgia, but instead it's a sea witch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm all good on notes. Me too. I think Yeah. There's so much to talk okay. about. There's love. <laughs> right. Like it's it's hard to say anything because you just want to like talk about Ursula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just quote her and sing the song. I I I sang the song like five times today. <laughs> That's all we have for you today. We are part of Julian Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at juliangenre.com. There you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society, or Damsels Group. Our guests can be found... We're on Twitter at L-O-T-R Minute. Uh, we also have a Facebook listener group, Fellowship of the Mic. It's been a little quiet uh, during the hiatus, but hopefully it picks up back again when we come back in January. Um, and we are also on Dueling Genre. <laughs> Great. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world. <laughs> <laughs>